Hello and welcome to episode 138 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Not bad man, not bad. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, we're here to talk about another big release. Uh, they keep on coming. Yeah, already. Um, I feel like there isn't much after this, though. Like, I'm really trying to think whether it's just on-demand stuff for the next few weeks. Um, I think we have a little bit of a break from the cinema, don't we? Yeah, because I'm trying to even think what the next big one is, if there's any in May. Um, obviously, I know there's a lot in June. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Pet Cemetery. Um Obviously, there's a lot of Stephen King adapt- adaptations so far for the show. Um, there's more this year as well. Um, and so far, they've been pretty, pretty good, haven't they, for us? So They have. They have. Uh, fingers crossed this one continues. Um, but yeah, before we get to that, um, there is a little bit of news. Um, there's quite a few stories here, but they're all fairly short ones. Um, the first one is a weird one. So basically, the headline is that um, Evan Peters will not be in this year's American Horror Story. Um, mm. which I feel like is big news. And especially because, yeah, this is the first time he's, he's ever missed out on it um, mm. since the show started. But the reason why I've, I kind of feel like mm, this, uh, this doesn't sound right to me is that he was basically on just a red carpet. I think it was at that WonderCon that was, that uh, was last week. Right. And um, someone just asked him, like, I think asking about the upcoming season. And he just said, uh, the quote is, I'm going to sit this season out. Um, right. and then there are, I can't find any other follow-up information. I can't really tell sort of how he said it. Um, so I feel like that to me is really wishy-washy and isn't really any sort of confirmation. Um, mm, yeah. all of the websites have been running with that as the, as the only quote, just, I'm going to sit the season out and I'm like, well, he's kind of a little bit of a troll, you know, that'd be a fun way of kind of making his character <laughs> reveal more exciting in the new season. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, I think this is big news if it's true, but I don't think it's true. <laughs> maybe, maybe it yeah. could be a little clue to what his character is this season. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be sitting the entire time. Mm. Um, mm. I can see it. I can see it. But, uh, yeah, moving on. Um, this next one will incite, uh, excite you for sure. Uh, we have a release date for The Conjuring Free. How excited are you? <sighs> yeah, I mean, as excited um, as I am for Annabelle. Well, fingers crossed for September 11th, oh, good for a good day, uh, of 2020. Um, right. So a very, very long time away. Of course, we have... I mean, at least, of... at least we've got like a good 12 months then after Annabelle until we have to watch another one of these Conjuring Universe movies, right? Well, I was going to say, they're probably going to squeeze out another two Annabelles before then. like Because <laughs> they've pretty much been putting out one a year yeah. of those. So, I mean, to be um... fair, no, I'm, I'm excited for the new Conjuring movie when I find out more about it because the first two yeah. are awesome. Like, oh yeah, for we, sure. We rag on the the spin-offs, but the 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 core Conjuring movies both are fantastic. So yeah, I think the the bar was set so high, obviously, with Conjuring two, and that's one of the main reasons why we're left so frustrated with these spin-offs. Yeah, um, yeah. Conjuring two is still probably the best of those type of films that we've seen for the show. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like, easily. So. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, it's a long time away. But yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Obviously, we've got a, a lot more to get through before then. Yeah, um, I mean, I got to say, you know, I saw the Annabelle trailer finally at the cinema, and yes, it, it didn't anger me as much as I thought it would. You know, it no? um, it angered me. Don't get me wrong; it triggered <laughs> me at times. But I, you know, it, it looked like it could be fun. It looked like it could be a bit crazy. You know, but we thought that was insidious. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Um. You know, you kind of said it had the amount of Warren that you expected in it. It, it had a bit more for me. I, I, I kind of felt like they were, you know, going to at least be somewhat in the movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> I kind of thought they would literally be maybe five minutes total. But, you know, we might get ten. 
Uh, so, you know, yeah. that's something. I think we'll get five at the start and five <clears throat> at the end. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe two and a half um, each way. So, you know, it's double, double my Warren intake, which is something. Uh, yeah, so this next one is a small update. We talked about it recently, uh, about the, the Zac Efron, Ted Bundy movie. Um, mm. I don't know if this was confirmed or not, but we've kind of, I think we talked about it. It was coming to Netflix, um, but we didn't have a yeah. date. No, um, we didn't have a date. Definitely not. Yeah, so I think this was a new trailer as well, just confirming it was like the Netflix trailer. And yeah, it's coming May 3rd, um, so nice. very soon. Nice. Uh, yeah, so interesting, this one. I haven't checked out the new trailer. I've kind of already seen enough for me. Like, yeah, I don't, don't want to watch see it. Anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see about that one. Um, this next one, um, I don't know if you saw any about this, but it's about the boy sequel. Um, <laughs> no. Remember that film? I remember that film. <laughs> Yeah, so that's coming this year in July 26. Um, Brahms. Yeah, so we're getting free kind of haunted doll movies um, in the space of like a month and a half. Uh, It's the year of the killer doll. Um, But (laughs) the reason why I think this is notable is because... Have you seen the title? I mean, the reason why it's notable is somehow Child's Play is my most excited one of those three. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah, (laughs) that is true. Um... (laughs) But this, this might... movie we've been ragging on for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, if this doesn't excite you, nothing will, because the official title of the movie is Brahms colon The Boy 2. Hell yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, what more do you want? <laughs> Which is just such an awful title for a movie. Um, I can't. Uh, do we know anything about this? Like, is it a direct <sighs> sequel? Is it a prequel? Is it an alternate universe? Like, what's going on? Because, you know, uh, the boy ended in a place that's very different from the rest of the movie. Mm. Um, so I don't know how you continue that with a killer doll. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Because spoilers, it's not a killer doll. Yeah, which is like the cool, the only really cool thing I remember about that movie yeah, was yeah. its twist. Um, I didn't, I didn't mind the movie. I, I was somewhat engaged and then enjoyed the twist quite a bit. Like, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate the movie. No, well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, this next one's kind of cool. Um, it's basically about Midsummer, um, which is definitely one of the sort of the most hypest mm. movies of the year. Yeah, um, it's a lot been of fans moved... kind of listening to the show are excited for it as well. Oh, yes, with good reason. Um, but yeah, it's been moved forward like five weeks, which is cool. Yes. Um, so it was originally coming August 9th, and now it's coming July 3rd. Um, Bring it on. So yeah, cannot wait for that one. Cannot wait. Um, and then, yeah, this uh, this final news story is pretty cool. Um, it, we don't really know much about this yet, but it just kind of the names involved got me excited. Um, basically, uh, Zack Snyder is doing like a big budget, supposedly zombie movie for Netflix um, <laughs> called Army I mean, of the Dead. Um, and well, do you want to know who the lead is? Or apparently he signed up to be in the movie at the very least. I mean, is it Bruce Campbell? Uh, kind of close. Uh, some would say the modern day Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> i love that setup you, you, you're just thinking like who the hell is this yeah jesus christ <laughs> well it's one dave batista <laughs> um in no way shape or form is he a modern day bruce campbell <laughs> no definitely not uh but he is fantastic and yeah i just thought this was great um i hope he can get his nose ring back yeah no it's gone mate um <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's cool. Like it's cool. we don't really know much about this, um, but it's very much yeah. in the vein of Netflix just giving infinite money to these big directors and yeah, they just they needed to with. cast The Rock instead of Batista, and it would have been perfect. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then finally, no more news. But would you like a hype oh, train? Oh, I've got. Move? I will give you a little bit of news before then. Oh, I saw on. it on the Twitters earlier, and it mm. and it um, angered me, and so I <laughs> I therefore want to pass it on to you. Right. I'll did see if see, this was something that I saw or not. <laughs> did you see the one cut of the dead news? I did. Yes. Yeah. So I was going to mention it. Yeah. Yeah, so One Cut of the Dead, fantastic movie. No mm. no kind of qualms about the movie. One of the best movies we've seen this yeah, year. Yeah, just buy it. And really watch it good. Now. Like, yeah, watch it. Um, is going to be available on Shudder, guys. So mm. don't have to wait much longer to watch it unless you're in the UK. Because yeah. it was pretty much confirmed for all major territories apart from the UK. Mm. Um, well, I tell a lie. I just saw like America and Australia and saw the UK wasn't on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, extremely frustrating. We continue our kind of shudder frustrations. Uh, mm. You know, it seems like it's a really good bit of, um, you know, uh, horror um, subscription for American viewers. But yeah. For me, I just, um, you know, I've, I'm not going to keep my shutter going any longer if I'm going to keep mm. getting missed opportunities like this. You know, I understand like we're, um, we have no, no idea how difficult it is to, to secure a film, um, you know, for globally and be able to release it where you want. I'm sure they want to release things everywhere and don't want to shaft UK viewers, but we are getting shafted and mm. my money is being wasted. So I yeah. have a frustration with it. Um, but, you know, we know when we look at these movies that kind of getting a distribution and getting it out there. And we've spoke to kind of, a, you know, a couple of guys at like Fright Fest and stuff and how they've said that like, you know, securing rights is a bloody nightmare. But, you know, ultimately I am just the person that wants to pay to watch the horror movies that I want to enjoy. And Shudder is making it more and more difficult in the UK for us to do that. Hmm. I feel like for me, it's they, they just feel like they've forgotten that they have a UK mm. one because it's it's fine that we're not <laughs> going to get it. Seems the that it, the rights thing is like really difficult, like you say. But yeah. I feel like for every announcement, obviously, I don't expect an equal announcement. But there really isn't much that because I have looked at both um, yeah. versions of the of the of Shudder to try and compare, and and it just seems like we have the same but less. Mm. There isn't really anything that we have well, that they don't. Even I follow Shudder on Twitter and kind of mm. everything that they tweet out is like, here's our North American schedule for April. And I'm like, uh, you, do you have a UK? Like, maybe they have a UK Twitter and I'm, I'm fucking up, but <laughs> it, it, it doesn't seem that way. And it just seems like, you know, Netflix, like you say, it feels like there are comparable releases. We get stuff mm. that the US doesn't and vice versa. And it seems reasonably fair. And let alone when it's a Netflix original, it is mostly, you know, I, I haven't come across stuff that we've missed out on. Whereas, you know, mm. like the Critters one was outrageous. This one's just a continued frustration. Um, yeah. But but still, you know, don't mask the news that One Cut of the Dead has got some distribution. And definitely US listeners, when it becomes available, check this movie out because it is goddamn fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Um, and of course, you always have that Blu-ray available in the UK, which is going to be the best option Not anyway. Because you get those, there. you get those amazing special features, which are definitely oh, it's phenomenal. It. But that that was like a limited run. Wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? I so... think so. Yeah, I don't know if they kept making it because it did sell well for them. Yeah, um, maybe. But yeah, it's frustrating. Like I say, I feel like they should. Like there are so many UK-based horror movies that we obviously try and cover as many as possible. And mm. We've covered plenty um, in recent times. You know, think about like the Perfect Skins and like stuff yeah. like that. That is what Shudder UK should be trying to uh, pick up to Definitely. really cater to their UK audience. And it seems like they're not doing that at all. Um, Definitely. But yeah, let's let's transition to something. Uh, Give me some hype. 
Oh, yeah, hype train update. Um, little small update. It's is it along the same veins. You kind of you get the routine now. If you check Rob's Instagram, it's usually uh, a picture that he's taken on his phone of a big screen in the editing booth. Um, this time it's of uh, one Otis uh, in in obviously full outfit. And uh, yeah, the caption is. Uh, well, boils and ghouls, free from hell is almost finished. I know it seems like we've been working on this forever, but it must be perfect. Um, so yeah, so very much confirmed that he's completed the film. <laughs> yeah, but almost finished. Um, <laughs> That's but not I kind of, I, <laughs> I kind of like that he's <laughs> self-aware with this, where he's said like, "We know it's taken forever," um, yeah. because I have to imagine, like, because yeah, I, I was trying to think when did we first talk about this on the show i don't know i don't i don't really feel like it's taken forever to be honest do you not think i felt i felt like 31 took forever i feel like yeah but i feel know, like we're, I, we're starting to get to the point where like i, I was wearing a free from hell t-shirt to last year's fright fest yeah I so, mean, you're right but we're maniacs like yeah but i'm saying from like from when was it announced because yeah. you know we already I feel, had... I feel like it was fairly early was it early, was it early last year was it like january 2018 yeah, that it got something like know. that yeah but um, you know for, for for a rob project kind of a two-year cycle potentially is not you know the worst thing in the world well two years after announcing it i guess but yeah um, that's not that's not bad for rob <laughs> yeah if it comes out by 2020 january but yeah we'll yeah, wait and we're see watching it one. this 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 uh this august is fine yeah you keep praying um but yeah shall we talk about a movie that does exist which we have seen yeah let's do it let's talk about pet cemetery So where do we even begin with this one? At the beginning. Always the yeah. best place. I mean, th- this is a weird one. Kind of, we talked about it, what, I think last week? Where, what movie are know, we doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what were the hype levels for Pet Cemetery? Um, yeah. And kind of what was what was our take on it going in? I guess we should refresh it. Kind of what was, yeah, what was your hype levels and kind of what was your thoughts and feelings on this as a remake? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I, I think we've been quite tepid going into it, kind of. Uh, certainly I have. I haven't been too excited. Ever since the, the the initial reveal, I kind of said I didn't... We The first teaser, I wasn't a massive fan of. and um, But kind of have always had a bit of a kind of soft spot for the original movie and was down for watching a remake and kind of thought, let's hope it comes together. Kind of, we heard and we will be talking about the... the full trailer and kind of what that was all about um and so we didn't watch it we tried our hardest not to see it and have stuff Mm. spoiled for us um and then kind of you know going into this movie here and a lot of positive things got me quite excited again and kind of thought you know these stephen king adaptations have been very good of of late and so let's hope it continues you know that there's a lot of buzz behind it so fingers crossed um you know i've i've seen the original two movies um thinking about it now they're always the the movies that i always think of as like ones that i kind of like have a soft spot for but i have zero recollection about anything to do with them i Mm. could not tell you how close this is the, the, the this remake to the original and i was thinking about it before and i thought wow that really does show that I have I have this kind of soft spot for it in my mind, but it's a movie that I have had no desire to go back and watch like over the years. It's something that I watched, enjoyed, and just kind of have, have kept it in my mind. But 
yeah, it's an interesting one, you know, because I, I normally have a very good memory for movies, but this one just, yeah, the the original and the second one. Seem to remember loads of stuff happening in an attic at the end, maybe in the second one. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'd say I was a fan of the franchise and kind of looking forward to a remake. And uh, yeah, what about yourself? Yeah, it was. Um, I feel like I must have seen it, but I have no recollection of it. Um, mm. I feel like it was one that I must have seen probably like fifteen or twenty years ago. But yeah, yeah. other than the basic narrative, um, I couldn't tell you anything about it, and just was really like. You know, didn't have that like nostalgia love for it or anything, you know, and not in a it type way where I was like, oh, I love certain aspects of it, but I know certain aspects of it are bad or even some of his other stuff that I still think holds up today. It was never one of those ones for me. So once this got announced, I was like, yeah, I'm totally down for this. And yeah, watching that first trailer ages ago, I remember thinking like, oh, yeah, it looks OK. I remember thinking it looked a little bit kind of like a lot of these movies these days which we'll get into but the kind of the overly jump scary haunting type movies which is not how i pictured a pet cemetery movie in my head mm. um whether or not that's true or not to the original i have no idea um but yeah going into this and then obviously you know, the week before and then, and then seeing this movie i was pretty excited for it um like heron very good reception um i was into like the kind of the imagery and the posters you know the cat and all that stuff and yeah and, like, like the kids in the masks because yeah. one of the things that i didn't remember from the original was there being this kind of almost like a cult feeling behind it with these mm. children in masks and looks like they're doing some sort of ritual and that sort of thing it, it, it my memory of the original movie is very much just kind of judd being the, the 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 person that talks about the cemetery and then the family kind of dealing with stuff mm. you know no no more really third parties so i i was excited to see that as well yeah uh -oh. um so yeah i was i was definitely like pumped for it um but it, obviously it wasn't one of the ones that we were super hyped for but it was very much like oh, yeah, i am totally down for this um mm. but yeah so kind of what do you want to start with a synopsis of this one i feel like most people sure. probably know what this is about at this point but <laughs> i mean if you've seen the trailer yeah, I was going to say, we'll kind of say that as a, as a side now, really, is that, yeah, we've talked about it in, in the news in the past few weeks, um, in the, the second trailer, uh, it was kind of going around websites and it was really awesome because I somehow did manage to avoid it. Um, mm. even though that we were in the, in the cinema <laughs> whilst the, that trailer was playing multiple times, um, yeah. and I somehow managed to not get it spoiled for me. Um, but basically, yeah, the second I mean, I got into the routine of straight up walking out of the cinema when the trailer started. Yeah, that's a really good fun. idea. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this the second trailer did ruin a massive kind it of plot the, it twist. The movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, we, we will get to that. We obviously won't talk about that now, but that is going to be a big part of our discussion. Um, but we'll, Definitely. of course, warn you before that. So yeah. yeah, what other than that? What is the synopsis of this pet cemetery? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this this movie um, is all about the Creed family and. Um, kind of the, the father played by jason clark who we know from a bunch of stuff uh mm. mainly uh johnny c from the terminator movies <laughs> mainly movie. that yeah movie <laughs> <laughs> and um another movie which the second trailer ruined this twist correct correct god damn it jason what are you doing mm. did planet of the apes spoil itself in the trailer probably anyway I remember the, the creed family <laughs> um 
have basically decided to move away from the city life and take the quieter country life and have decided to buy themselves a house out in the sticks that comes with, uh, well, so much land that you don't actually know how much land you're buying. <laughs> and unfortunate for the Creed family, um, it also comes with a hidden pet cemetery. Mm. Um, that's great value, and, though, in today's market when you think about it. If you buy I mean, a house that has unlimited land, yeah, well, that's fantastic. It's like swamps, mountains, Indian yeah. burial sites. So much that you don't even care how much is there. No, right? you're just like, do you know what? You keep walking, you'll never get to the end of it. That's how much yeah. you've brought. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a deal. You that know? is a bargain. I wouldn't care if there was a pet cemetery on it, to be honest. Like, I wouldn't care. I'd just flatten it and put, a, put a load more real estate up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we all know houses on top of Indian burial grounds sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Um, that's that's just good planning. Yeah, exactly. Know? But but financial planning aside, um, yeah, when, when we get into this movie and kind of the family basically just straight up starts to move in and Ellie spots these creepy kids wearing pet masks wandering off into the woods and um decides to follow them and discovers the pet cemetery um and our uh you know the 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 character that we're all meant to fall in love with the charming judd um <laughs> played by kind of uh john lithgow who obviously we know from a lot of things as well um and he basically kind of tells um the family, main, mainly kind of Jason Clark's character, the um, the pet cemetery is kind of a place where all of the town go and you know uh, bury their animals when they die, and it's kind of like a you know try to make it out like a nice thing and kind of like this thing that you know it's nice to celebrate your pets and all this stuff, and then kind of eventually reveals the darker side where if you go over the wall and through the forest for a two day trek and through a swamp and up a mountain there is then uh, a place you could bury your pets where they come back mm. um but as we all know sometimes dead is better mm. and, and it's very uh, much a pet cemetery because no one ever thought about you know the other powers that this place might have <laughs> uh like, like, like what well that that was always the weird thing <laughs> to me is like a concept of pet cemetery was like who who made the rules why is it why is it called yeah, that why is like, it the pets yeah. yeah, because the first th thing anyone would ever think of would be to bury people in there. Holy like, shit, I'd never thought of that. <laughs> like, I don't know, that is, this is a I weird story. I was thinking of bringing back a goldfish. <laughs> like, I know I'm already talking about this conceptually from, like, the original Stephen King, mm. <laughs> like, version of the, the events, but I, I already kind of am at a place where I'm, I don't think I fully grasp the what Pet Cemetery is about. No, like, I understand. I kind of, yeah, why was it dubbed? Uh, I think it's probably because, like, you know, you you want your pet to come back, don't you? Like, yeah, like you know, why is it not just like Zombie Land? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah, it's it's weird. But you know, I feel like you could control that cat. Like, mm. you know, the cat's back, and uh, spoilers, and um, <laughs> you know, you can uh, you could, you could deal with it. You know, whereas you could, when you got when you got a, some sort of zombie human coming at you, that's much more difficult. You mm. know, I could I could take a cat potentially but... yeah I'd, I'd fancy my chances you know mm. against the cat in a fight um but yeah so <laughs> i think we've already it's gone off the rails yeah, it's gone. <laughs> trying to think how big the cat would have to be uh but anyway it would have to be small man because once you get into the big cat territories there's no chance yeah that's what i was thinking you know when we when we when we're talking cats as a species yeah. but when i'm talking just pet cats yeah take a tabby cat 
And once you even get into I like a small the mountain lion, that's the not going to happen. Movie, he ain't got shit. Do you reckon? I don't yeah. know. Nah, he ain't got I'm shit. Betting on, I'm betting on church. Nah, church ain't got shit. <laughs> He's he's he survived, he's he survived all, a lot of stuff in this he's movie. He's all meow. That's <laughs> mm. Um. So yeah. <laughs> so I mean, what did you think of this one, bro? Oh man, um, I have some really strong thoughts about this movie, and it is all negative. Um, I really, really hated this movie uh, for many different reasons. Um, I haven't disliked a movie this much in a very long time, um, which is a shame because I never want to like be the Debbie Downer. Um, especially like Damn this year has been, has been so strong. Like I was thinking like, what was my least favorite movie this year? And it was definitely escape room prior to this. Yeah. I was and, literally then about to do that exercise myself. And yeah. Look at it and that was, see. that was still like, we talked about it obviously in our review, but enjoyable movie and very entertaining, but it was not a good movie. And so like, that is the bar for this mm. year. And that's like, I would say on a good day, that's like a six out of 10 or maybe even pushing a seven. And like, mm. this is nowhere near that. Like, I just thought this was atrocious on every level. I thought, I thought first and foremost, it's incredible incredibly boring like so bloody boring like after the first 30 minutes i could have easily stopped watching this and mm. i just would have been fine i had zero interest or investment in the story in the characters i didn't like visually what was going on i didn't like any of the characters i didn't think any of the actors were bringing anything to the roles like just all all around the board really like first 30 minutes did this movie grab me no and so to the point of obviously if i wasn't paying to watch this and if it wasn't obviously for the show like if this was on like a streaming service or something there's no way on earth i would have finished it mm. um so i was already kind of down on it but obviously you see these things through and it didn't pick up at all really it's it's dull um it's short-ish which i guess is a good thing because it could <laughs> even though it felt long um but it is kind of short compared to a lot of modern movies yeah um but yeah, I just thought because I just thought the this start was... is so long and the the middle and end is so short. So it's yeah, that's very, the thing. It's very like, like weighted terribly. <laughs> yeah, once you obviously we talked about what this movie is about. Like it's obviously. I guess mild spoilers, but you, you kind of already said it really like it's, it's going to be about a pet dying being brought back. And then there's going to obviously be some other shit happening. And, and yeah, all of that stuff happens so late on mm. in the movie to the point where like the, the main grasp of what the, the, the open in the movie, let's say the opening third is all of these characters having these conversations about death Every mm. single conversation is about death. We have uh, the the mother who is is dealing with the death of her sister. Um, we have is it Judd the the, the neighbor's yeah. name? Yeah. Um, we have him dealing with the kind of the passing of his wife. Um, yeah, we have then, Ellie kind of just discovering death and talking yeah. about death as a young child, and then obviously um, going into the cat stuff. Um, mm. And then obviously, I, I completely forgot, but you have our, our lead character, is it Lewis, um, who mm. is a doctor, so he's dealing with death on a on a daily basis. Mm. Um, so it's like that is interesting for a theme for a horror movie, of course it is. But I just feel like this movie did it so ham fisted and like mm. it's shoving its message down your throat in every conversation to the point where everything is so overtly trying to get this message across about death and like oh how is it well you know how does this character portray it? how does this character and i just i didn't find any yeah of well they, they even have the conflict between husband and wife where kind yeah. of um you know rachel the wife kind of is talking about heaven mm. and lewis kind of steps back and says well you know may maybe there is no heaven she's like you don't yeah. believe in heaven and it's like no i believe in science and it's like really yeah. you're gonna have like the science religion thing going on as exactly well? like, they have the most basic yeah just, that's the, the most obvious yeah, kind of two different know, <laughs> yeah and 
and and that felt very you know just in your face and just cheap really uh yeah. you know for movies you know haven't just come off movies that have got like such good messaging that isn't mm. just shoved in your face kind of having this is just like ah oh, okay yeah it was um, awful and then like yeah. obviously it's this is going to be a weird comparison, obviously, but with Hereditary, um, I feel like that that was obviously dealing with death and did it so much better. And I feel like it's a weird thing to bring up because obviously Pet Cemetery isn't a brand new 2019 thing. Um, it's obviously an old book and an old film, but I feel like now in 2019, Hereditary does exist. It is a movie that you can go watch. Yep. And that is a movie that, that really, like, that is subtle with its message in a way that is a brilliant story. Whereas this is just so ham-fisted of like, hey, this is what happened happens when a cat dies and this is what happens when a loved one dies and how do you deal with that and it's not in an interesting way um mm. and, and again that movie hereditary has like these really impactful deaths that have these massive payoffs and it really drives the story and, and this great is great horror yeah 100 you know, great uses of horror and that's we, yeah we haven't even started on that and that's one mm. of the worst things about this movie by far yeah it's just these awful jump scares they're the most terrible like insidious sequel level terrible setups uh, you know has a bah, jump scare and then oh it was a dream they do that like 10 times in the first like 45 minutes yeah there, the there are scenes with lewis where yeah. he is awake and will yeah. transition into a dream sequence almost like he is in some weird nightmare on elm street movie yeah um, he he goes into a daydream state and finds himself walking in the forest and it's it's odd like mm. it definitely is odd um like this movie is weird because i kind of what did you what did you think of it sort of overall yeah i i don't like this movie mm. i think i think this is a bad movie with a reasonably good ending mm. um and we yeah, watch a, a lot ending, of, for sure yeah we watch a lot of great movies that have bad endings and we tend to kind of rag on them because because they leave a sour taste in your mouth whereas this was a weird one where it left a somewhat like ah. Oh, that was kind of cool taste in my mm. mouth. But then the second that taste went away, I was like, oh, God, damn, movie sucked for like this movie is basically very boring, very formulaic. And especially if you've seen the original or, you know, the story, the first hour and 20 gets you to the position that you pretty much know already. If you've seen the trailer, the one twist that for me doesn't really I'm not really bothered either way. Mm. Um, you know, it. It, it wasn't it wasn't like this crazy revelation twist it was just you know a different choice um yeah it almost changes nothing <laughs> yeah i mean it, it it we'll we'll get on to it when we can yeah. talk about it a bit more but um you know that then happens and then we get the the horror part of this movie when inevitably pet cemetery is used for for kind of what it what you think it would be used for mm. and kind of that last 20 minutes i did find entertaining um but it was so quick i mean it wasn't even 20 minutes i think the i think when kind of the 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 real kind of violence and horror starts in this movie is about 12 to 14 minutes before the movie ends and mm. i'm not being i'm not being kind of sarcastic i'm pretty sure that's true and that's just that's too long into a movie for, for something that is kind of all about that. And especially if, if it's a remake and you've already seen the hour and 20 before that leads up to it. And like you say, I, I don't think it was particularly well acted considering it had a very good cast. Um, 
I didn't find the new stuff interesting, kind of the imagery of the children and that sort of thing um, was just non-existent in the movie. It was a one throwaway scene that was used for the trailer. Yeah. Um, and that's it, really. Um, and yeah, I find multiple kind of, uh, you know, sections of dialogue just to be laugh out loud, but not because they were trying to be funny. Um mm. Yeah, yeah this, there, there the was, last thing one... this movie wants to do is kind of make you laugh. I feel like, unless that one, I mean, that one line. <laughs> I mean, they hit one line that made me laugh my head off in the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but but yeah, it was just um, it was just quite disappointing, really, and just too much of a slow burn with not enough of a payoff for something that I kind of wanted more from, really. And kind of the thing that the thing that makes me more frustrated, which again not not remembering the original in any way that the stuff with um the the mum character mm. kind of her sister is kind of where we're getting all of the horror from throughout yeah. the movie until the real horror starts to happen and it's all to do with the mum kind of having these uh memories that we see and also just kind of weird flashbacks and moments where her sister is still haunting her and stuff mm. and it has nothing to do with pet cemetery has nothing to do with what's going on in her life right now obviously it's stuff that's happened to her in the past and it's still affecting her but it just really uh, us as moviegoers that have been introduced to this character post this traumatic event that's now in a new traumatic event i don't need to see any of this i don't care about it mm. every scene that the sister showed up and it was trying to scare me I, I think at one point someone got up to to like go to the toilet in the cinema and i just watched them walk down the steps and out of the <laughs> cinema because that was more interesting than what, what crap was on screen and and mm. that just and that's not you know that 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 really did happen you know it was just i was just finding myself kind of my eyes wandering around the cinema kind of a bit bored yeah, there's nothing about this movie that grabs you as no. a view like it's and, so dull and tedious yeah and i don't and i don't really understand why why it was the case you know i don't because you know you got decent actors and you got everything else there it i just, feel it like just... with a movie like this when you're when you're telling a slow burn when you're telling a movie that has these really downbeat um kind of emotionally like like cold themes you know like death um it's you have to be a real master of your craft and really mm. make a family that we care about and interesting characters and real emotions about why they're going through these problems this movie does none of that like it has a piss poor script like the fact that this yeah. movie opens and then it's immediately just here's a family moving into a house and i was like wait what the hell's going on like they didn't even mm. you didn't even get like a, i don't, don't even feel like there was a car ride where they even explained that they were moving into a new house where i was kind of like have they not, not all movies can start with a cool car ride <laughs> arriving to a house bro yeah like, like just get over it i try and i'm trying to hope that this isn't just post us um syndrome <laughs> because i am struggling to enjoy anything other than us recently i honestly oh, am ah uh, i have seen a new horror movie that i thoroughly enjoyed that I would okay that's good later. because so i have not happen. really watched much recently <laughs> you know yeah. i watched this and hated it um yeah. <laughs> i've watched a little bit yeah. of tv which we'll get to um but yeah like i don't know man it, like i just don't think this movie's well made at all it was kind of like my main overall um feeling with halloween was that it, it all you can you can dissect these things for days but ultimately it comes from a place of 
do you trust the filmmakers? Did they have a good script? And I think the answer to both those questions for both films is no. Um, I don't think these people knew what they were doing. And, and like you say, you talk about the actors, two fantastic yeah, actors. I've exactly. seen them in so much stuff where they're brilliant. I thought they were both atrocious in this movie. Mm. Like you say, the line delivery was so far from being anything that you could consider decent. Um, to yeah, the I feel like Jason Clark was, like was the, most, the most disappointing one of it all. Because, you know, yeah. he is our lead. And I just really had no, I wasn't rooting for him. I didn't care about him. I didn't, I didn't really believe anything that was going on. I kind of, the whole family just had no real character to them. I also you didn't know. believe that they were a family at all. There was no, no. like emotional core. It just no, felt there like was free no, actors. Yeah, there was absolutely no chemistry because you kind of got the, you know, the dad that's this doctor and just has no real um, other backstory than that. You know, I kind of, you know, because, because they're moving to the country and stuff. You know, I kind of, you know, it would have been good if he would have been the one that had like an event happen to him that kind of means mm. that he wants to get away from the city life and the horrific things he has to see. And they kind of allude to that a little bit. Yeah. But really don't explore that. And then he starts having these weird flashbacks. And it just seems like, I'm like, dude, you probably shouldn't be a doctor. Mm. Like you, like you've just had like one, I mean, it's horrible. Don't get me wrong. But like, that's, that's kind of what you're signing up for to kind of deal with this stuff and try to save lives. Like, and he's just, yeah, kinda, that is, that like, was, I felt that scene was really odd and felt like they didn't yeah. really explain. It was the first yeah. time we see him in his job. He's super freaked out and really emotionally yeah. driven. And I was like, wait, dude, you're a doctor. Like they yeah, see these wanna... things black and white and they don't have emotion involved. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to damn play like the role of a, doctor in real life because certainly you know that that you do get scarred from it and everything else mm. but kind of like in these movies the first thing we see and he's like yeah just just crumbling instantly it was kind of odd the, the wife has zero character mm. she is just this very well, she's just suddenly she's reliving this one event isn't she she's, over she's and over reliving again. this one event over and over again that we don't care about she's just this kind of she's just stay at home she's just unpacking and just she's she serves no purpose in the movie apart from to disappear and come back when we need her to mm. she, she's just completely irrelevant kind of ellie is meant to be our kind of lead interest in child actor and kind of we've talked at death on this show about um you know the amazing child actors that have been found and i'm not saying mm. that, that that you know that the the girl playing playing the part isn't good um, well, i think we've yeah, already said as well that you can't we can't really blame the actors or judge them because yeah. we know that two other actors exactly, are good actors exactly. terrible in this film, but, so. but the little girl in this movie just wasn't she you know it, i didn't think she she kind of really captivated me to think kind of like you know i'm rooting for her or, mm. or kind of want to see what happens with her she she was just very bland and kind of throwaway i thought for someone that should have been so important and then obviously the little boy the the um uh gauge i think um he he just kind of is very non-existent in this movie which is which is obviously you know he's quite young and and everything else that's probably going to be the case but yeah just everyone in this movie and then obviously jod was terrible i thought i thought kind of um you know he just uh, he's the one that has experienced pet cemetery so he knows what this is about and he's educating our characters on it and he's just i mean like this guy's the worst like he like for someone that that has definitely kind of come across it and uh 
you know, known what the secrets are and what, what, what comes back when you bring something back, why on earth would he recommend to do this to, to the little girl's cat? Like, initially, yeah. like... Well, my, my whole thing going into this movie, and again, I don't know whether this is just getting expectations wrong or anything, but I remember when John Lithgow was announced for this and it, to be playing Judd, everyone was super buzzed because it was like, oh, this is such a great fit for him and kind of yeah, he'll I be able to so. show off this performance. And so what I was expecting, and again, not really knowing the ins and outs of the story was that he was pretty much going to be like our lead antagonist in a way where he was right. kind of maybe doing things a bit nefarious and was kind of like in on it and maybe involved in the cult that was teased and you know and ultimately this was going to be a battle between jason clark's character and john lithgow and ultimately mm. this is obviously not what we get and i just found him to be this like little middling measly guy who just kind of like befriends this young girl he tries to help her it backfires and then that's it that's that's basically his all his mm. whole like story I, I don't know i found him to just be so irrelevant for someone yeah. that i was probably the most excited about going in um yeah, and I was just freaked out by his weird little kind of tobacco-stained beard. Yeah, he probably looked dirty in this, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I nailed that aspect. Quite dirty in it, but he looked real filthy. Yeah, and another thing as well, and again, this is going into like what Pet Cemetery is all about. But again, you kind of have to judge this as just its own thing, really. Um, yeah. I feel like a movie called Pet Cemetery that has the cat as the main image on all the posters and everything. Like, I want like a, a Cujo, you know, like a fun animal attack movie. And mm. I feel like this isn't that at all. And again, I know no, that that's, that's what I mean. Be... I could, I could be the shit out of this cat. He just, he just. <laughs> well, the thing is, I like, I thought the cat was cool. Like in some of the scenes, like I thought it was, it was effective in what it was trying to get across. It's just such a minuscule part of this movie like the main crux of this movie is just these this family moping around talking about death and how to deal with death like that's what this movie's about it's mm. not about like oh my god now there's this wacky wild cat because yeah it, it kind of meows at them a few times and then jason clark just kind of like puts it in a cage and gets rid of it like and he, and he mm. also is like too worried to kill it because it goes like meow which was like a really weird scene um, yeah so yeah, this movie, this movie, I, I felt like it was just tonally all over the place. I didn't really know what they were going for. They they almost wanted it to be this big crowd pleaser that had these like, you know, obvious obvious jump scares. You know, they very mm. much looked at what's been successful in the cinema lately, and they've tried yeah. to force them in this movie, yeah, that, but they that's also what it want to tell like, like a serious story. And so and, I feel and like tell the really tell like the original story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Know? They were trying to put, and this is again, it's like you can take a lot from it, or sorry, you can't take everything from this because. I'm sure there are plenty of examples where great films have stuff like this. But the, again, the fact that this has two directors and two different writers never fills me with joy. Um, I no. always feel like I want like an actual person to take their grasp of the story. But again, that's, you know, that's, that's easy to say. Yeah. I mean, I think there's film. a fairly common trend though, that most of our favorite movies for, for over the years are written and directed by the same guy, let alone yeah. just having one director, you know, and, and one writer. So exactly. Um, Cause I feel like know, this is, this is based upon, then this is based upon the novel it has a story by someone and then it has a screenplay by someone else yeah and i feel it's... like if you're going to take someone else's story you need to take ownership of it and then adapt mm. it you know look at what peter jackson did kind of when he when he kind of you know it's not horror but when he took something and mm. source material and made it into something that then you know it's almost you know the movie versions of what he made are his creations they're, oh, they're yeah, so sure. peter jackson you know they're not tolkien at this point i mean not you know obviously they're the original concept but you yeah know, he, he took know exactly ownership what of it and changed it and well that was obviously this, one guy wasn't it who was doing everything yeah you know? and it was a vision and and whereas this doesn't feel like it just feels like um it feels like cash grabbing you know it feels mm. like stephen king's hot right now his remakes are hot right now let's um let's just get a script out there 
chock a load of money at it so we can get some good actors and mm. it will come good and, it, and it, it didn't i mean where do you want to go with recommendations i think i think we want to go into spoilers and kind yeah of talk we will about this trailer um i highly recommend you do not see this movie i think it was a complete waste of time um i think it's one of the worst adaptations i've ever seen um i i just like I say, I really, really dislike this movie. I, I know that most people won't be this like negative on it, but for me personally, I think this will be. It's going to be a Halloween be, again, isn't it? If if I see like no, because I hate this way more than that. I, I didn't ever hate Halloween. It was just disappointed. Whereas yeah. I feel like if I see another movie on the big screen this year that I hate more than this, I'll be really disappointed <laughs> because I'm hoping this is the lowest of the year for me. So yeah, I mm. couldn't possibly recommend this in any circumstance. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not giving this a recommendation either. I think, like, the only recommendation I would give is if it ever gets on Netflix, watch The Last 20. Like, The Last 20 is <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, watch the trailer and then watch The Last 20. <laughs> yeah, you're good. That's all you need. But, yeah, it's it's not great. Don't bother, guys. Mm. Go watch so, us again. Yeah, 100%. We should have done that. God damn it. We could have as well. Um, but then we would just be like an us, like, appreciation podcast, which is that That's such cool, a bad thing? Yeah, until Free From Hell comes out. I'm cool with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously massive spoiler alert. We're, but yeah, I want to dive into obviously the trailer first. Funny, yeah. we're doing a spoiler alert and we're not even actually talking about the movie. We're talking about the bloody yeah. trailer, which was, yeah, attached to pretty much every horror film we've seen in the last two months. So that was great to avoid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it turns out the trailer shows the big reveal that it is no longer Gage who gets killed. Um, it mm-hmm. is is it Ellie, the, the Ellie. girl's name. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah, that's kind of the main the main drive of this movie is that Ellie is the one who gets killed, and then obviously it's a case of the father, you know, choosing what to do, and then obviously of course we know that Ellie gets putting the pet cemetery and comes back not the same. Um, yeah. And of course, that trailer, which I've seen since seeing the movie, completely yeah. ruins all of that. It the, shows the her trailer, hit by the car or the truck. Um, the the trailer the is outrageous. It yeah. is. I mean, we've talked about trailers a lot on this show. Yeah, and this might be the most on trailers. <laughs> this is this is the worst. <laughs> like we've talked about, don't breathe, and obviously that that is something else. But this mm. this ruins the whole goddamn movie because an hour and twenty minutes of this movie is nothing. You then have the one change that they made from the original, which they've spoiled in the trailer. They then show the two people that she kills. They show the scenes where she attacks them in, <laughs> and their death scenes. And they pretty much show the knife going in. So, mm. like, as much as they could show on a trailer. So, you pretty much know everything that happens in this movie. If you watch this trailer, you know she attacks Judd and stabs him in the ankle. You know she jumps out from under the bed and attacks the mother and stabs her. So, like, mm. what else is there? There's just the final part of the movie, which is cool. But, like, that, the final, like, five seconds. Five, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and that's the only thing that the trailer leaves for you, ultimately, which yeah. is just absolutely outrageous. And I don't even feel like it was something... Obviously, the Ellie reveal is 100% spoiling the trailer. But I mm. feel like those attacking scenes are very clearly... You know, there are not many characters in this movie. You know which character's being attacked, and you know by who. And you know, ultimately, it's probably not going to end very well for them. So, like, it really... The, the trailer is outrageous. It spoils the entire movie for me. Um, it's, it's really mental, because... I can't watching, believe it exists. 
watching the first trailer back the first trailer did such a good job of hiding the twist um mm. it very much makes it look like gage gets hit by the truck with the way they cut it um, well, obviously then, oh, yeah the, the the trailer the the one that we're saying it was terrible yeah cuts the the lorry scene in a way that it looks like gage was well out of the action and it was just all about her getting ran over which was not the case in the movie it was are you yeah. talking about the second trailer? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was saying yeah, like the first one. trailer no, makes that's it what look I mean. like yeah. Gage How do they go through it? such yeah. a change? You know, well, where they... and the thing, the thing is, when you watch this movie, they know that they are subverting your expectations with this scene because it is so intentional. Like, it's oh, not yeah. just the fact that he, that uh, the girl gets killed rather than the boy. It's very much the entire scene is building towards the boy getting killed. And then at the last second, he gets saved only for the girl to get killed. It is very much playing upon what you think you know about the Pet Cemetery story. Yeah. And so the fact that that is kind of the coolest thing in this entire film, and had I somewhat enjoyed this movie, which I absolutely didn't, I'm really glad that that, that didn't get spoiled for me because it was the only thing where I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that like, you know they yeah, swerved definitely. me like even though i wasn't aware of the swerve because i didn't necessarily know who died but just in the movie itself you know they're very much making it seem like one character's gonna die and then another character dies so that mm. is that is clever but like i say the fact that they ruin it in the trailer is just mind-boggling yeah. because it really know, is like the only thing insanity. they've got going for them and like i mentioned earlier i feel like it's um it's a thing to change and it's a cool thing that if you're expecting it to do one thing mm. it will then do another but in terms of the way the rest of the movie plays out other than the fact that you've got someone who's slightly older so can maybe do a bit more and talk uh, I as think, opposed to other, um, it doesn't really change much does it yeah well i was surprised actually because i really thought because obviously ellie talks a lot about death mm. when she's alive and I really thought that they were going to explore the fact that because she's older and she's aware and she, she is aware that she's dead and come back. Mm. I really thought they'd explore her like coming to grips with this and how she feels about it. But and then ultimately turns evil. But she basically just like comes back and is like, yeah, I kind of died and you shouldn't have brought me back and I'm going to kill people now. Like mm. and that's basically what her character does. And it's just kind of like it really had nothing um and explored nothing. So it could have been Gage apart from obviously yeah it's easier to have someone a bit older running around killing people. Yeah. Um but yeah I was I was extremely disappointed by the you know the, the the way that they put that trailer out because although we avoided it um somehow with great difficulty so many people won't and although this movie isn't good and why not spoil it i still you know the, the fact that the film company's doing that is just outrageous yeah for sure yeah um just one of the most outrageous trailers ever um as we've kind of talked pretty much full spoilers the one thing i want to talk about because it really did leave a cool kind of image for me was obviously the um i, I kind of said to you as the film opened um Oh, look, another pointless opening, because uh, kind of like, why is it that a movie has to have some weird horror scene at the start of it and then mm. just transition into the movie? Yeah. Whereas why not have, um, you know, because even we spoke about it, like Us, obviously Us has a brilliant opening, but it is like a horror opening. It's not just the family in the car like we thought it was going to be at the beginning. Mm. And this, you know, but ultimately that that served a purpose, obviously, but... This one, you know, we just get this weird scene of the house with, like, the car and everything. And I was like, what the hell's the point of that? And then when the movie yeah. ended, I was like, holy shit. Like, we know exactly what happened to Gage. Mm. Um, 
And like, I re- I actually quite enjoyed like the two bookends of the movie in the end and, and like that imagery at the start and then realizing what that was as it's, the final scene was unfolding. Mm. Um, I did quite appreciate that. I enjoyed the kind of... The, the that feeling when kind of you saw the family closing in on the car and then you just heard the the door unlock and then the movie ended it's like mm. you don't often see a movie that's advertised this much and is this big have such a kind of downer of an ending and so yeah. i i respect it for that and like i say i kind of i did enjoy the last 20 when ellie came back and started killing people it was it was you know it was finally entertaining and then i did enjoy the ending um but, you know, you can't forgive the hour and 20 of poo that came before it. This is one of those movies to me that does really stink of they came up with that ending as an image mm. and they really, yeah. really liked it. And then they had to make everything else mold and fit that ending because it yeah. just didn't make any sense. Like I say, it's a really cool way to end this movie and it's really ballsy and it's really different to what we had expected going in. Mm. Um, but ha- when you actually get there and it's like there are so many things that I'm so confused by where... Obviously, when Ellie comes back, we're assuming that is her in some sort of form. And she is saying, you know, like, why did you bring me back and all this? But then ultimately her motivation is to kill her parents and then bury them and then bring them back, Um, Mm. which is really odd to me. Because then you have this very short scene where I think it's Judd. It must be Judd because there's no one else in this bloody film um, explaining some sort of like demon. Do you remember that scene? He's like, yeah, because I, I kind of looked into it a little bit and the whole demon thing, I think, is explored more in the book. I was going like, to say I that don't... stinks of, yeah, like yeah. Stephen King would explain that for a 400 pages. And in this movie, there's yeah. nothing. Um, yeah, we just, because, we just yeah. got a, a picture in a book and we saw the little weird demon thing in the trees when Jason Clark was wandering through the woods at one point. Yeah, so I feel like it, it kind of makes more sense if that's the case if this, this is just a demon and it can obviously pretend to be their daughter in the kind of deadite type way when it wants to get its way um, but yeah. ultimately this isn't because any part of was, their daughter there was the scene when jason clark the, the father was kind of uh kind of strangling her in the graveyard right at the end and she yeah. she proper freaks out and becomes demon like she kind of like you know is moving extremely fast and screaming and then like mm. As he lifts the blade, she's like, "Daddy, we can be a family." And like transition, yeah. it was very that was very deadite like. Yeah, well, the cat did um, the same thing as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, I can. So that's what I mean for for me. Like that, I guess that makes it make more sense. I just wish that they'd mm-hmm. lean into that a bit more and like mm-hmm. you know actually made that where it's like, no, 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 this isn't any part of your daughter. Like your daughter is dead, even though it looks like your daughter and speaks like your daughter. No part of her is left. You know, this is purely a demon taking her form and. I didn't really What's get the that plan? from the movie. What's the plan after it? That's what I'm what, saying. What like, these... so it must be a demon, right? Is it these demons that are just taking over these bodies, and then what? Like, I don't to, to what end? Like, I love, I love that they give zero fucks about bringing Judd back. They're like, we we don't need a demon, <laughs> Judd. Judd yeah, sucks. that's true. Like, like let's yeah. just leave that corpse to rot. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Which again, it's like, yeah. does that make any sense? Like, why would they not bring him back? Like, I kind of got the impression that Ellie was just like, "Look, Dad, you want to bring the family back? We got to kill Judd because Judd sucks. Mm. And then if we all die and come back as deadites as well, we can be a family again. Problem yeah. solved. <laughs> you know." Yeah, um, we did have a couple of questions about this actually. Um, so of, of course we we do have some couple more at the end. But yeah, you can always uh, hit us up on Twitter at shb pod. Um, we kind of I think we did cover some of these, so we dropped them in earlier. But um, Cat says, uh, "Did Avoid in the trailer help you guys?" I've seen so many reviews that are across about the huge change, the spoiler that yeah. it revealed. Um, in oh terms yeah, like of- we're we're already like 
just like angry about this movie i would have been furious if i'd have caught the trailer going in yeah because then there would have been zero point us watching the movie yeah completely yeah i completely I feel like i could have done a pretty accurate review of this movie just from the trailer apart from i'd have been much more positive about it (laughs) yeah um yeah no i i agree that it helped me because yeah i do think it is the the one strong point going for it but yeah like it's it's kind of hard to judge really because it almost takes it from like a one out of ten to a two out of ten so ultimately it's just completely irrelevant but um yeah it definitely helps like i would if you have any interest in this at all i would have recommended you to not watch the trailer but then i also recommend you don't see this film anyway um so yeah it's a weird one um and yeah, yeah. the next one uh is from uh scare traducing who says uh who do you think gave the strongest performance in the film i thought it was obviously clark but i've seen a few people refer to him as having no character um, <sighs> yeah i mean someone did reply saying it's the cats that played church i was good i that was literally what i was gonna say i feel like <laughs> church was was the only character that had any charm to him yeah um, i mean i'm 100 percent gonna go for the cats on this yeah, one. yeah <laughs> yeah i can't believe someone else already beat us to the punch but yeah whoever that was well played um, um i i have to disagree with jason clark um you know we've said it kind of the guy i feel like the guy we know he's got acting chops and i i didn't think he performed in this i didn't you know he he had no depth i had no interest in him and i didn't really feel like you know the creed family at all had any anything to them as, yeah, I mean, like, like yeah, like like they said in the in the question, like I've seen a few people review him as having no character. I would completely yeah, agree with that I have statement. To agree with that, and, and I don't think it's just yeah. him. I think it's everyone. <laughs> like I don't think yeah, anyone has yeah. any sort of character in this movie. So yeah, like don't blame the actors at all. I just blame everything else about this movie because it's not good. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, really, for this. So I guess that's our discussion of Pet Cemetery. I don't <laughs> think you should see this movie. It's a real bummer. Yeah, shame. it's a shame. You you know, we don't like to rag on movies and mm. but but you know, when they disappoint, they disappoint, you know. Exactly. You gotta be honest. Um yeah. but yeah, we will take a short break and we will be right back. So yeah, before we get to the uh, and some more Twitter questions we had, I did put up a uh, Twitter poll over the last week, um, just talking about kind of which horror film uh, are you most excited for for the rest of 2019, which does have a confirmed release date. Um, obviously, not a huge amount that does have dates. There is quite a lot of films. Um, there's yeah, a lot not, that not we like are... proper fixed dates. So yeah, that's really? the thing. There's a lot that we are expecting to be 2019. So obviously, Free from Hell that doesn't count. Um, but yeah, I put up the Twitter poll and. The, the, I wish Twitter changed the way their polls work because you can only have yeah. four options, um, which is just really frustrating because I always want to leave one option as kind of other because I yeah, know a exactly. lot of... Yeah, exactly. So then you've only got three options. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, that's not really that great. So um, yeah, the kind of... The options, uh, we'll go through them, but yeah, it, the least voted, which surprised me actually, uh, with 4% was other, which mm. obviously kind of classes as everything else other than the three that I listed. Um, so yeah, just to go through, uh, some of the stuff that people said, um, what have we got on here? Uh, we have, uh, the curse of La Llorona. Um, people yeah. excited for that one. Uh, Midsummer. That was the one that I nearly put on the poll. Yeah. Um, because I was very excited for that one um let's see we have uh so uh cat is excited for x-men new mutants um let's hope we see it i was gonna say i always forget that that one's even coming out yeah year. um because yeah i definitely had a lot of hype the first time i saw that we had trailer. a couple of bright burns didn't we yeah a couple of bright burns from stacy um and a few others but um 
yeah that's that was mostly the ones really i feel like sort of yeah midsummer brightburn um those were sort of the main ones um but yeah kind of the uh what was it the so the lowest one which i was actually surprised it got this much of the vote and i'll explain in a second but it was doctor sleep um mm-hmm. with 11 percent of the vote uh which is out obviously november 8th um the reason why i'm surprised that this actually got this much is not because i don't think people are hyped for the movie i just think that it's so far away that i feel like the hype hasn't even begun yet yeah definitely um, like most people obviously clearly people are more switched on than i was expecting because yeah there's no really there's no posters there's obviously no trailer like we're really just going off you know it's the stephen king novel and it's by bloody mike flanagan so of course that is enough to get excited all we need bro exactly we already Um, know that's a guaranteed top five movie (laughs) yeah that's so true um <laughs> but uh yeah so even though it is the lowest of the named films like, i still think that that was a really respectable percentage um especially because the second highest which i thought it would get much higher than this i actually thought it was going to win it um was child's play mm. um with only 15 percent of the votes so only just edging out dr sleep we consider in the past week we've had trailers for child's play it's out in june yeah. we've had the mark hamill mark announcement hamill. Um, all of that stuff, and it's still only slightly more hyped than a movie in yeah. you know, November. I don't know. I'm really happy with that um, because, yeah, it's one that we're kind of still undecided on, to say the least. Um, but yeah, and then of course that leaves the winner, which yeah, to be honest, completely smashed this poll. To be honest, didn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. With seventy percent of the vote, it is of course it chapter two, um, which is yeah. out September six. Um, it was my personal vote um just pipping doctor sleep just because of the fact that yeah obviously chapter one was so good um it shattered all expectations and i cannot wait to see if they can pull it off like mm. i spoke about it before i have nervous excitement for this movie because i honestly yeah. think there's no I, way I it could possibly know. be as good as the first one but i can't decide between that and doctor sleep but i'm excited mm. for both yeah for sure i was gonna say what was what would be your i feel one, like maybe. my vote would probably be doctor sleep yeah just because flanagan like awesome i've always wanted i've i've purchased the book twice <laughs> like uh you probably read audio, it audio and <laughs> like ebook and um yeah so you know i, I want to finally figure out what this story is about because <laughs> i'm clearly not going to absorb it any other way i love how you buy all these books and you're like no the only way i'm going to know this story is if mike flanagan makes it <laughs> yeah that's the only way i want my stephen king from now on that is um, very true the um I forgot to mention it and I'll talk about Pet Cemetery, but I've I've purchased Pet Cemetery more times than I almost want to admit. Really? Um yeah, because I realized that I own the book three times. Why? I also have the ebook and I've got the audiobook. <laughs> Why do you have the book three times? Because I have the paperback and then I have a hardback and then I forgot that I had the paperbacks. So have I you even it read again. it? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're a menace. Oh, yeah, I went for a phase of wanting to get Stephen King books, and then I started to try and read them, and I realized they're really long. Yeah. You know? <laughs> to be fair, I have like I only have the one, which is it, which is like massive, um, yeah. which I didn't yeah, read. I but that. I ended up <laughs> listening to the whole audio book, which is something. Um, yeah. And then I read The Shining, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that took me like a year. I guess I'll wait <laughs> until I get into audio books. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did have another question, um, <laughs> which is from Cody, who always asks us the good ones. Uh, he's got a couple more this week. Uh, about stephen king of course keeping on topic um he says how would you rank stephen king's older movie adaptations compared to their remakes um and also what are your top three stephen king movie adaptations um hey we can give you top five cody yeah so we did do that a long time ago didn't we um yeah we probably 
bitch up to one episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I have I have our top five in front of us, and I think there will be some changes. Please don't read it out because it is horribly <laughs> outdated. <laughs> but it will help us anyway. Um, so the first question, yeah, of course, I mean, was how would you rank his older movies to his remakes? And we were kind of just discussing this off air. I feel yeah, like, to my knowledge, there's only the three. There's only Is three there? that I know of. Um, and so please correct us if we're wrong. But as uh, yeah, far I'm as sure we there kind is of remember, it's we have a, it. We have it. We have Carrie. And we have Pet Cemetery, hmm. which is uh, shocking, really. Having now just seen Pet Cemetery, when you think about it, was obviously it was like a TV, you know, movie type yeah. thing. And then Carrie very much has had a TV remake and a film remake, so that's yeah. had two remakes, which is really bizarre. So, like, I so, kind of thought there was more Stephen King remakes. Than yeah, those. me too. Me too. Um, so yeah, I um, I think for me. It is the only one that's better than the original. I mm. obviously have these fond memories of the original Pet Cemetery, which I won't have for this movie. I've already talked about the fact that I have these fond memories and then I can't actually piece anything of the original movie together, which probably leads me to think it's not that great anyway. Mm. But um, yeah, wasn't blown away by this. Didn't didn't enjoy that. You know, the, car- the original Carrie is a goddamn masterpiece. Get the Arrow Blu-ray, guys. Mm. There's our Arrow plug of the week. And um, <laughs> yeah, but but it yeah the the it chapter one fantastic. We loved it. Yeah, for sure. I feel like to answer the first question about ranking the older ones, the remakes pretty much bleeds into the second part um, mm. because I have some remakes in there and I also have a movie which has been remade. So I don't know if you know your top three, um, but I feel like it's very difficult. Like yeah, Carrie absolutely would be my number one. Um, having only seen that kind of in the last couple of years through the restoration, just being blown away by it. And it was one of those ones that's kind of like embarrassing that i only seen it recently because it's so mm. goddamn good still and i lo- i love these old ass movies that are like still hold up on every single level the acting like the cinematography the horror the story everything about that movie i still think is phenomenal to this day mm. um so that would easily be my number one um i feel like it chapter one has to be in there again i i like the original quite like quite a bit but i I've yeah, said on the too. show multiple times i actually think it's bad overall it has an amazing pennywise but as a story it is very poorly told um and so obviously chapter one it's kind of difficult because they did do a good job of that part of the story and as i keep saying i feel like they've got the way harder the part to adapt part, now. Yeah, definitely. um so we shall see on that one but i've definitely got to throw it in there and there are definitely a lot more now that are kind of you know that could be the third spot but oh, honestly fuck, like another one oh yeah there's, there's quite a few but i i adore gerald's game i've still yeah. only seen it once but I that I I still think about that movie like to this day, and I, and I feel like that was when I really was like, oh no, Mike Flanagan isn't just like a good director; he's one of the best around. And obviously, he's followed that up with one of the greatest TV shows of all time, and now he gets to yeah. stab at a bigger Stephen King novel, and that's why obviously we're so excited for that. So it's kind of weird because I've got yeah. two really recent ones in there, but yeah, I would have to go for those three. Yeah, God damn it! I mean, <sighs> Gerald's Game, because for me, oh, I don't... I feel I feel like The Shining has to be yeah. um, one for me. Uh, yeah, po- probably my favorite um, adaptation. It's for me, it's one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Um, yeah, true. You know, obviously, it has its issues with being a King adaptation, with the fact ah, that King doesn't even cares? like it. Um, who cares? But, yeah. He's wrong. He knows yeah. he's wrong. Um, it's on the wrong so side that, of history. So I feel like that would be the number one spot for me. <sighs> then, my God, there's obviously the the, the ones you've talked about um the 
you know, it remake and carry both fantastic for me. Um, and, 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 um, yeah, obviously Gerald's game, um, as well. I feel like probably the other one that, that we haven't talked about is Dreamcatcher. Um, mm. it's one that I absolutely adore. Um, and yeah, so I, if I was to do a top three, I guess I'd have to go shine in Gerald's game and then don't make me choose. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you made me do it. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go ah, Dreamcatcher. I'm going Dreamcatcher. That's fair Let's enough. You got to speak with your heart. Uh, I feel it, obviously we, we're mostly talking horror because that's what Stephen King's known yeah. for. But like Stand by Me, I adore as well. Yeah. So that Stand by Me is fantastic, and uh, love for Kingdom Hospital. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Oh, good old Kingdom Hospital. That's that's do a rewatch. That is, that is um, do a rewatch. But uh, yeah, always asking the difficult ones. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for that, Cody. Um, what else have we got? So yeah, that's pretty much I this. To be honest, kind I didn't of... think I was going to say Dreamcatcher. Thought I was going to no. say it. Thought <laughs> I was going to say it. Said Dreamcatcher. You, know? you made us put that goddamn movie as our number one movie of 2017, and you didn't even have it in your top three. S, it wasn't in my top three that year either. So. <laughs> <laughs> lies it was your number one it was the only reason why it was our number one uh, never i am on record the get out was the number one movie you can i mean you I'm can try still and change mad about history it. if you want for <laughs> we're not gonna make the same mistake twice that's all i'm saying um so uh yeah twilight zone like yeah little show called twilight zone came back uh watched the first indeed. two episodes uh it's weird that yeah. there's so there's quite a big gap because it started on mm. the monday and then it's not back till the following thursday and then that's when yeah, it's, it's gonna odd, be airing isn't it yeah. yeah it is a strange one but i kind of um, thought that yeah but uh yeah obviously first two episodes uh first one called the comedian um which was a brand new story um i really enjoyed yeah. it it was it was a bit too long um 55 yeah. minutes i think was the runtime and it started to feel it towards the end yeah. um i was very happy that this second episode was a lot shorter which i actually could have done with it being slightly longer um i feel like yeah minutes around that is probably a good like yeah you time. want you want at least 40 to 45 minutes um don't you because yeah it definitely started to drag but i really liked it. it it very much felt like the twilight zone at least what i've heard and seen of it um in the kind of the good and the bad really where it's very much it, it these shows have a message that they're trying to get across mm -hmm. and within the first five minutes you can kind of tell what that message is and then you're just watching it unravel so yeah it's not the most cleverly written thing i've ever seen but it's entertaining enough um i really loved the first transition just going into it like once the story had started and i was like where the hell is jordan peele in this like i thought yeah, he'd be yeah. at the start and you kind of get like a good five at least five minutes well i kind of thought like did i miss the intro i'm like god damn yeah. it i can't believe i missed jordan peele's intro like <laughs> so yeah you get the intro to the story and then the camera just pans through the wall of course as you hear jordan talking and i loved that transition mm -hmm. um that was absolutely fantastic yeah, and the, cool. the one ends the second episode is even better um i actually nice. loved that one as well um I think, yeah um, i really i really enjoyed the first one yeah i enjoyed the first one quite a bit i thought um i agree with you it overstayed its welcome because ultimately it's quite the second the comedian's tale start to starts to unfold you know where mm. it's going yeah and you just kind of need it to get there a bit quicker really yeah. um, because it doesn't have any other clever t twists along the way but i still enjoyed it and i thought it was extremely well acted mm. um the lead was great um yeah the supporting, yeah the supporting cast was great um I 
I thought um, I thought it was really well made as well. You know, everything about it, it just kind of looked, you know. It oh, yeah, it was good. worth mentioning. The director of that episode um, mm-hmm. is a – he directed two episodes of Black Mirror. Um, nice. I believe it was Be Right Back was his first one, um, which m- – I'm not 100%, but I know for a fact that his second episode was a San Judipero. Nice. Um, so very much a good TV act, uh, TV director. And yeah, I, yeah. Feel like, so I yeah. completely agree with you. All the transitions, the way it was mm-hmm. shot when he was on stage with the crowd reactions, all that stuff. Was yeah, wonderful. it felt like a night, you know, it felt like this kind of comedy club. It felt kind of, you know, yeah, like you say, I, I thought a lot of the transitions were good. I thought kind of the the the, the imagery of like the crowd within the the, the crowd, yeah, kind the painted of on, yeah, yeah, was really good and obviously plays into it. And yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. You know, I'm pumped for more, mm. definitely. Yeah, um, I'm excited for you to see the second one so we can dive into yeah. it because I, I I think the second one I liked quite a bit more and I think it was more kind of in line of what I'd expect from a modern day Twilight Zone, um, yeah. where they very much like it's it's a quasi remake of of a really famous mm. episode of Twilight Zone and so I like that it's um it's the same sort of thing it's a you know it's a guy on a plane freaking out which I always feel like there needs to be more of that you know it's so much fun <laughs> having these like in real times like uh, scenarios yeah um, especially this one where he's trying to kind of like prevent his plane from crashing it's it's, it's really well done we'll, we'll talk about it once you see hey, I want some more final destination so yeah it did remind um, me of those moments <laughs> yeah I mean if we're gonna talk about TV though oh God I need to talk about TV, thanks for bro. listening we'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs> because someone's back on walking dead that's this guy that's this never guy right that's here. never a good thing to say out loud hey man just walking dead got good did it really walking dead got good um i don't believe you i heard a few people talking about it i know kind of um i saw matt tweet a couple of things about it and kind of a couple of other listeners and kind of um thought to myself do you know what I'm curious enough to check this out and I'm really glad that I did kind of the the demise of Rick was awful not even the demise but the end of Rick in the show was awful and was one of the worst episodes it made me so angry um and when the episode ended it had a really cool kind of ending where it jumps in time and we get these new character reveals and kind of old characters very different and i kind of thought god damn it you've made me interested and i stayed away um but eventually come back and i have thoroughly enjoyed it um i think the um mid-season break was phenomenal the 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 episode the ending in the beginning um we get introduced to these new characters called the skinners which are basically um people that wear zombie have cut off the faces of zombies and wear them as masks to disguise themselves as zombies <laughs> to get around um classic and um classic tremors too yeah i mean exactly i mean <laughs> who doesn't love tremors too am i right i mean i sure um, as hell do exactly um that's what i'm thinking and, about right now when you talk about and, walking dead <laughs> and how these skinners are revealed was was brilliant uh it really shocked me when it happened it was a really cool scene it really felt like horror which the show has not felt for a long time because even negan when he was kind of doing what he did to glenn and everything else it was st- it wasn't horror you know in the sense of kind of like i felt really on edge and terrified it was just kind of like this weird you know big moment type thing if you know what i mean whereas this really felt like horror um 
it's in this graveyard. It's proper creepy. When we get back after the mid-season break, we pick right up in the graveyard and it continues to be creepy. And every time you see these goddamn Skinners, they are they are creepy as hell and really entertaining. And um, yeah, I'm kind of caught up nine episodes worth. Um, by next week, I'll hopefully have finished the season off and uh, can give you my thoughts on the season as a whole. But yeah, so how um, many how many more episodes have you got? Two, two oh, left. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I believe Rick ducked out on episode five. So that's when I ducked out. And then mm-hmm. the mid-season break was episode eight. And then the 16 in the season. So, right. so yeah, seven or eight anyway, Ooh. mid-season. But yeah, it, it's been it's good, man. Like, I mean, I, I've watched like 89 episodes in the space of a week. Which So when I you watch those watch 89 episodes, was you like consistently enjoying pretty much all of them? Yeah. Because I feel like that's obviously the thing with something like Walking Dead. Is yeah. that for me, I think the highs have the always moment. been... Like yeah. the, the highs have always been high. Like I've never disputed that. For me, it was a case of watching it as a weekly show or even catching up was a case of yeah. you'd have to get to four, five, six episodes of nothing to then get to that great moment. But if you're saying that, you know, you've just marathoned through all these episodes and you're consistently enjoying all of yeah, them. Yeah, like, I'm consistently good. entertained. And I feel like the, the, the gap, like the new characters have introduced, I really like all of them. Um they've added like this different element which i really enjoy the existing characters a lot of them have changed quite a bit that have made them more interesting than they were before a couple of characters that used to do my head in haven't come back yet which is cool because i don't want them to (laughs) and um i get the feeling that people are more expendable now like rick's gone Mm. and these new characters have come about and um We've already lost a character in the mid-season break, and I feel like more are going to go, especially in the finale. I feel like, you know, there's... It just it just feels more kind of... You know, the only person that I feel like is safe right now is Daryl, and I feel like everyone else could almost go. Like, he's the only one that I... Whenever he's in conflict, I'm like, nah, he's golden. But, yeah, I feel like... Because to me, I was wondering, like, who is actually still alive from when I stopped watching it, and I feel like it's probably yeah, only but... Daryl, because... No, there's, like, Michonne and Carol that, you know... I was going to say Carol yeah. is she to it, because, yeah, I remember it was, like, yeah. it was, it was Daryl, She's got long Carl, hair now, dude. She's done Michonne, Jamie Curtis. Right. Is it a wig, or is it she, real she hair? Is, she is straight up Laurie Strode at it. Does it actually look like a wig, though? <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, I always like that was kind of where Game of Thrones got to a point where they killed off so many characters and then had to reintroduce them. Where it was like, oh yeah, they are all expendable because you don't really care about them as much anymore. Like, yeah, it's difficult. yeah, but I kind of like these ones, and I just the zombies mm. have come back into the frame more, and obviously with the Skinners and kind of them looking like the zombies and that, it just it feels like it's gone back to more zombies horror and that side of things instead of this kind of you know, conflict between humans that was just drawn out for seasons. You know, that whole season where it was just a war between Rick and Negan was just awful. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, really excited for Walking Dead again. So, you know, that's something. Mm, nice. Um, um, yeah, just mentioned Game of Thrones. That does start yeah. this week. It does. Um, is that gonna, are we going to see the return of your Game of Thrones synopsises? I don't know if I can do it, man. Maybe. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I don't feel know whether like, I can mispronounce the names of the Game of Thrones characters anymore. Like, oh, I love it! I can't wait. I'm so excited for the show, and I couldn't tell you a single thing that's going to happen. <laughs> like, I don't know what's no. going on. I can't remember anything about the last <laughs> season. I remember be, like enjoying it, so <laughs> it'll be fun. Um, so, have you watched any movies? No, I've li- I've only watched Twilight yeah. Zone. I've um I've got one movie to talk about. Um, mm. And yeah, one movie that I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, It's one that a lot of people have spoken about, and I see it come up on Twitter quite a lot. Um, And that's um, Terrifier. I knew you was going to say that. Yeah. 
Because I was just thinking, um, like, yeah, it is one that always gets mentioned on yeah. social media, and I'm always like, oh, I really need to watch and that I, and movie. I keep, and I keep like checking like Shutter and Netflix and all of my kind of subscription packages that I pay for, and it's never mm. on there. So I ended up buying it um, uh, on demand, well, unfortunately, oh, because there is no Blu-ray. Is it um, not? Hmm. No, otherwise I would have definitely got the Blu-ray. Um, but I ended up buying it on demand, and then it came on one of the streaming platforms like 48 hours later. Nice. But anyway, um, yeah, ended up watching it and enjoyed it a hell of a lot. Um, mm. It definitely has its problems, um, which is namely kind of lack of a real story and kind of, you know, just is about this clown killing people in really crazy ways but my god it was entertaining like um the clown in question is called art the clown he is completely terrifying he is more terrifying to look at than than pennywise is you know he mm. he really is terrifying um he is this, he, this isn't like supernatural is it is he just no, like a dude no, in no a clown way. he is just a dude well you know he there is elements but it's more just like a michael myers type thing where he he gets stabbed and comes back and it seems to oh, be okay, yeah. kind of popping up all over the just place invincible but, killer type yeah thing. you know a scream you know guy or whatever you know it's just that sort of thing but um yeah i really enjoyed it because this movie just kind of like um you know, definitely if you start to unpick and try to think of a story, it, it really falls apart. But it has some crazy gore in it. And I thought Art was just a fantastic villain. And kind of there's there's been some talk recently that obviously the Terrified 2 is kind of in production and there's already mm. a script for Terrified 3. And like it kind of this movie did remind me a lot of like Hatchet when it when Hatchet first came out. Like this is a this movie's a, th- a definite throwback. It reminds me of these kind of just cheesy 80s movies that I've been catching. Um, but just like, you know, a modern a modern kind of version of that. And, you, you know, they just need to get a bit more of a actual kind of, not even a story behind art, but just a bit more of kind of like, you know, the, the cat and mouse is really just, just shoved in there to give people to art to kill, which, mm. you know, is, is cool for the first time. But yeah, I could do with a bit more next time around. But I would definitely recommend watching it if I were you. Yeah, I've I've definitely want to see it. It's one that's been on my radar for a while. Because yeah, um, yeah it's, it just seems like tons of people really, really dig it. Um, yeah, yeah, I dig it. I dig it quite a bit as well. So yeah, I'll definitely want to check that out. Um, but yeah, that's it. I feel like so yeah, next week we're probably going to go back to on demand. Um, we definitely have a few that we've had for a little while that we want to check out. Um, it's probably going to be Book of Monsters. Um, Hell which yeah. was I think I'm pretty sure it's a British movie or a UK movie at the very least. Um, yeah at fright fest last year and a lot of people really dug it who did see it it wasn't one of the main screenings but it was if you know like life changer if you're one of the few people that did see it on a smaller screen it seemed like they really liked it um mm. and yeah it did get its official release this year so hopefully we'll be talking about that next week um it is yeah. english it is Apparently. nice awesome with an estimated budget of seventy six thousand dollars that's a oh god that's a really small budget <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> we shall see um especially because apparently i think this is the whole like a lot of real like practical effects which are expensive so i don't know how they've made this on such a small budget but we will see because maybe it's the british one cut of the dead um yeah sounds that way but uh yeah that was episode 138 where we unfortunately had to talk about the new pet cemetery uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could, how could I start that?